0: to the latest episode of Women's Hockey Digest. I'm your host Stephen Edwards and today I'm delighted to be joined by Lexi Bender for the Boston Pride and Shannon Doyle from the Connecticut Whale. First up is Lexi Bender. Delighted to welcome to the podcast Lexi Bender from the Boston Pride. Lexi thanks so much for joining me. How's it going?
1: That's great. How are you?
0: Hey I'm doing well. We're at the end of another week. We've got another weekend of action just before everyone takes a break. I'm sure you can't wait first of all to get going this weekend and obviously then have a bit of a break as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we were speaking over email that I have my first year law school finals this week. So, definitely looking forward to taking a break.
0: Everyone, I think, at the moment is dying to be the River so Everyone wants to be that first team that knocks them off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You said it. Um, I think they have the target right now, and we're, we're the next up to, to have a crack at them.
0: Absolutely. I mean, that's going to be part of another excellent weekend in the NWHL. But before we get on to that, let's get to know Lexi a bit better. So where did you grow up <laughs> and when did you first start playing hockey?
1: Um, grew up and first started playing hockey in Snohomish, Washington, a um, little north of Seattle, the Pacific Northwest there.
0: It's not really a hockey hotbed there, though, is it?
1: No, it's not. Um, it's growing. It's definitely getting better. There were no girls teams there when I grew up, so I played with the boys, and I've been in British Columbia. Um, now there's three, so there's definitely growth, but still not quite the Minnesota or the Massachusetts.
0: No. I think it's interesting, isn't it? I mean, I just want to touch on this for a moment. I mean, obviously, whilst I'm speaking to you, is that with the NHL looking at Seattle, I mean, that can only be good for the women's game as well.
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, those of us who are involved in the game in Seattle and just fans of the game in general definitely are pushing for the team there. When they um, chose Vegas for the last franchise expansion, we were in the running. I think we made it to the top six. So we definitely have our fingers crossed. There's a big group that's pushing for it and staying active in those public forums and voicing the want and need for it. So, And like you said, it can only work to grow the game.
0: I mean, I've spoken to Brendan Witt who played in the NHL and and played in the minor leagues in Seattle and he said it's a tremendous place to play hockey. So I know he was very much on board with Seattle being a place to have NHL at some point.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We have two WHL teams. They both have a very large fan base for me as close together as they are. I think they're about 30 minutes away from each other and they both fill up and they've had some successful seasons and people really get behind them. So I can only imagine what NHL team would the support they would get.
0: Going back to yourself, outside of hockey, was there any other sports you excelled in at the same time?
1: <laughs> I don't know about Excel. I dabbled in just about everything. Um, I remember throughout um, elementary school, and middle school, my mom would pack my lunch every day and she would have the checklist of activities I had after school, <laughs> everything from swim to ballet, which was a time we won't mention, and <laughs> soccer, lacrosse, the gamut, really.
0: So you went and played college hockey at Boston College. What do you remember most about your time there, both on and off the ice?
1: Um, I think the group. Um, a lot of people say it, but for me, it was the group that we had, and especially my class with Haley's group, Danny uh, Trevigno, mm-hmm. Megan Greaves, um, just everyone in that class. We grew up together a lot during that time, and we all contributed right away. And so it was a really special group to be a part of just because we were all very involved in the team and that kind of perpetuates into every aspect of your college life.
0: How special is it for not only yourself but the other couple of girls you mentioned there in so much as you're sharing a professional hockey now as much as you shared your time at Boston College?
1: (laughs) It's special. It's great. Um, It's fun to continue seeing the girls and keep that bond strong. I mean, obviously, we have alumni events, things like that you pick up right where you left off. But it's fun to have those faces in the locker room.
0: Um, so after playing um, your college hockey at Boston College, you played a couple of games in the USA Hockey Under-22 series as well. How was that?
1: Um, it was great. I mean, obviously that USA Hockey piece is the pinnacle in why you play. So it was great to throw on the jersey um, to represent for a few games and get that experience.
0: Any time you can... Um play for USA, I think it's, it's a tremendous achievement and obviously a matter of pride.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with you.
0: Did you think you'd be able to continue playing hockey after your college career?
1: That's something that really shifted while I was in college because um, the first two years, obviously, there wasn't even talk of a league like the NWHL. Mm-hmm. And so I had talked around maybe if I didn't have a career lined up or things like that, maybe I'd go over to Europe and play just to get the travel experience. But then my junior year, when we end up really getting to fruition and I was drafted and kind of saw the success of the first season, then it was something where, like, okay, like there's an opportunity to play here, stay local, really have your are taking you it to in that you could work, start your career, get some experience, take your next steps professionally and also the next steps on the ice professionally.
0: How did you find the adjustment from playing in college compared to playing in the NWHL?
1: Um. I think strength was an issue. My first year or two, it was a bit faster. But it's just something where every time you take a step, there's going to be little adjustments like that. Do you
0: feel more at ease in your second season now compared to your rookie season?
1: Oh, my gosh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Like I said, it's something where you just have to get comfortable, kind of get a little bit of confidence as well, um, take a few hits and then realize you're just as strong, just as fast. You can move your feet a little quicker.
0: What's been the best goal you've scored in your career so far that you can remember?
1: Oh, easy. Um, my freshman year, Frozen 4, um last few minutes of the semifinal game against Minnesota, I scored to tie it up. Haley Skrupa had thrown in a shot, and I just broke down the other side, and no one saw me. There's no goalie in that, which is how I score goals. My whole family was there.
0: Do you have any game day rituals?
1: Um. Not really. Um, If you want to get into game day rituals, you definitely talk to Jillian Dempsey. (laughs) You could talk for hours. But I'm pretty flexible. (laughs)
0: Like keep it loose. On that note, Dan Rice asks, favourite pre-game meal?
1: Um, Pretty flexible at that as well. Um, I'll kind of eat whatever throughout the day, and then usually end with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich at some point.
0: Just to follow up with Dan, he also asks, funniest teammate on the Pride?
1: I saw that one on Twitter last night and was thinking about it. Um... I have a few. Mercy Gedman has an incredibly quick wit, and it's always a pleasure when she's on the bus because it makes the hours go by a bit faster. Um, Emily Fields is also hilarious. More interaction. She's always playing pranks or doing something a little on the absurd side. Those would probably be my two picks.
0: I was just thinking, actually, just saying about the road trip. How do you pass time on a road trip? Because, I mean, some of them can be quite long.
1: Yeah. Um, depends on the year. Um, this year I've been studying quite a bit. Last year when I was working, it got pretty long. Blake Bolden taught me how to knit on the bus, going to Buffalo one time. So it varies, but we try to move around, try to pick up some new skills.
0: So what keeps you busy away from the rink outside of course you're studying?
1: I love the outdoors, especially when I'm home, being it's Northwest hiking, getting outside. And then also very into yoga, go so five or six times a week. Those are my two passions outside of hockey, and I wouldn't call school a passion.
0: What are you most looking forward to during the upcoming break?
1: Um, Getting home and getting some family time. My brother's at school in Minnesota, so we're all pretty spread out. We'll, We'll all reconvene back in Seattle and maybe play some pond hockey in eastern Washington. So excited for that.
0: Excellent. And finally, what's your drink of choice at Dunkin' Donuts?
1: Ooh, Caramelized coffee black.
0: That turns like a really nice drink to have i'm a i'm a big coffee drinker so yeah i can drink pretty much anything
1: okay yeah i have a big one on my desk right now
0: (laughs) lexi i'd like to thank you for joining me today and obviously would like to wish you and the team a very happy holidays
1: thank you very much
0: you as well great stuff and lexi now time for shannon doyle delighted to welcome to the podcast shannon doyle from the connecticut whale shannon thanks so much for joining me how's it going
2: It's going good, how are you?
0: (laughs) Hey, I'm doing well. It's um, another weekend of NWHL action, so I'm all prepared for that. And then before we get on to talking about your whale and and everything else about your hockey career, let's get to know you a little bit better. So where did you grow up and when did you first start playing hockey?
2: I grew up um, north of Toronto in a small town called Sutton. And I started playing hockey when I was about um, five or six. And my parents, who are actually from the UK, um, put me into figure skating first. Uh, They thought that was the thing to do as a new Canadian um, learning how to skate. So they picked figure skating. And then my older brother was a hockey player, and I thought it looked way more fun than what I was doing. So then I switched over when I was about five.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, with your parents being from the UK, have you spent much time over here?
2: Uh, we used to go back um, home. I think every year to see their like their my entire family's there. Um, it's only my parents, and my brother in Canada. So we used to go back every year and see them. And just as we've gotten older with college and work and everything, mm. now all of us are um, working hard. And we just it's really uh, it's hard to get over there now.
0: <laughs> yeah, not the easiest thing in the world. I mean, I I tend to come over to North America once a year when I can. But obviously, again, that's mm-hmm. all down to like working commitments and everything else. So, yeah, with you being from just outside Toronto, would you be a Maple Leafs fan growing up?
2: <laughs> I was a Maple Leafs fan growing up.
0: Is that still the case now, or is that kind of fallen by the wayside?
2: <laughs> uh, sadly, um, all the players I grew up loving, like Sundin and Cujo and Tucker and all those guys, uh, once they kind of got too old and had to retire, I just kind of stopped loving the team. I didn't really feel like I knew any of the guys, so... Um, when I went to school in Boston I fell in love with um, their arena and the Bruins so now I'm a Bruins fan.
0: I think a few Maple Leafs fans will not be very happy.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know we're diehards but I just you know I just miss those guys I wish they could have played forever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Going back to Canada for a moment you represented Canada at the world women's under 18 championship in Chicago in 2010 and won gold how proud of that are you?
2: Um, I'm bit, like, it's, uh, probably one of my proudest, um, hockey moments just accomplishments in general. Um, it was just an incredible feeling to be a part of that, um, moment with a lot of really special people.
0: Now, see, I tweeted out something earlier on, cause I did a bit of digging around and I, I don't know if you saw this, but I, I managed to find out that he was on a trading card and that's quite rare for women's hockey players as far as I'm aware. So, um, is that a trading card that you also have in your possession?
2: it is Um, they made um, I forgot the company's name that makes those cards but when we won World it was the first time Canada had beaten the States at that level so they did a special edition and made one for all of us on the team um, which was really really cool so I did get one my parents bought one um, and we have it at home
0: (laughs) as I said if anyone hasn't seen it I've literally just tweeted that out from the podcast Twitter account and it's number 176 in the series and it's a 2010 world of sports set for anyone who wants to try and hunt one of those down on ebay or wherever (laughs) so let's move away from canada for a moment and talk about your um collegiate career ncaa level you played for colgate and then boston university what moments stand out for you during that time
2: um i think uh the biggest moments that stand out for me from my college career would probably have to be um scoring my first goal um, at both of my universities that I played at. Um, it's just a really, um, obviously, a once-in-a-lifetime thing when you for- score your first goal. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really cool. And for BU especially, um, getting to play in the Frozen Four finale and um, sadly losing in it, but, I mean, still making it. Um, only two teams a year get to say that they play in the very last game of the season. So it was definitely a really cool experience doing that with uh, Boston University um, and my teammates there. Um, and I think um, finally would be um, winning hockeys for um, four years in a row. We did the four-peat, which was really an amazing experience, um, being a part of that team that managed to hold on to our championship for so long.
0: Talking about first things in everything, you are an NWHL original. What does that mean to you?
2: Um, that I mean, it is really special to be able to say you were someone who started um, – as one of the founding um, players in that league. So it is really a special thing to be able to say you were one of those people and still are a part of that league. Um, It's definitely been a a wild ride from year one to year three where we are now. And it's just been a really humbling experience seeing um, all the growth that's happened in three years.
0: Talking about of that, you know, mentioning from year one to year three, what's your view on where the league was and where the league is now? How far do you think it has come?
2: Um, I think it's it's made leaps and bounds, which have just been pretty extraordinary um, in terms of just the exposure that so many um, young girls now have with us um, as not only players on the ice, um, but also just role models off the ice. It's just really cool. Like Obviously, when I was growing up, it was not something that I ever thought was a possibility, and it's just really exciting to see how much it's grown um, with our fan base over these last three years with all the girls that come from all over the place it's wild some of the fans when they meet us after the game we go oh like where'd you come from and they're like oh i actually drove from chicago to see your game <laughs> i'm like oh my god like <laughs> good lord that's amazing you came all the way out here to watch our game so it's um just been great seeing that growth
0: yeah talking off something like that i'm probably going to be at the all-star weekend in february so i shall be uh, jetting over from the uk for that one awesome Talking of, of one-off events, moving away from the All-Star game for a moment over to something that happened a couple of years ago, the Winter Classic, you played as part of the Boston Pride for a day. How much fun was that?
2: Uh, that was uh, probably one of the funnest uh, games I've ever been a part of. It was just an incredible experience to take it all in and play in Gillette. Uh, that was just, that's something I'll never forget. And um, I mean, it was definitely, um, sadly, a bittersweet day overall, but yeah. Um, mm. Just playing in the game was really, really, really awesome.
0: Talking of that being one of your highlights, what else has been some of your NWHL personal highlights so far?
2: Um, I think uh, so far, um, definitely from year one, was going on our 9-0 and win streak. That was pretty amazing, especially how we won some of those games with, uh, like, I think, three shootout wins in a row. That was a wild ride. And I think um, scoring my first goal in Boston, my... Um, my home hometown from college was really awesome being my first goal there um and at a rink that i used to play at with harvard um that was another really cool experience and i think finally this year just being um honored by my teammates by being named a captain uh, alongside of sam faber and um joanna barbu um just been an amazing experience as well
0: we did have a question or two coming for dan rice he says favorite pre-game meal
2: Ooh, favorite pregame meal. I have to say now that um, I don't have my mom taking care of me anymore. It used to be um, a delicious steak and potatoes, you know, the good old classics. And um, sadly, without her, I have to spend it for myself. And I do love a nice big bowl of oatmeal with brown sugar.
0: Do you have any other pregame rituals?
2: Um, not really. I'm very unsuperstitious. I kind of just go with the flow. So no, I'd say just my oatmeal in the morning is kind of what I love on game day and then listen to some good music and that's about it
0: Dan Rice also says which teammate owns the most Hartford Whalers stuff
2: Ooh, um I would have to say that would be Kelly Babstock.
0: it's classic stuff so I, I can completely understand
2: yes it is it's very it's fashionable
0: going back to Canada for a moment um when Canada plays the USA is there a bit of a friendly rivalry in the team when those games take place
2: yeah um for sure you definitely have some people cheering for their friends and then they're um obviously their country's second and i mean it's kind of fun to just wager on it like i think it's gonna be three to one and someone else's like no way it's gonna be a total blowout you guys suck and we're like no come on man like just, let's be honest here it's gonna be a good game and like that stuff goes on in the locker room it's definitely um really really fun i think it's uh been a little bit toned down for me since leaving boston university since um I had Marie Philippe as our captain, and when okay. she was playing in those games, we would all um, go to one, one person's apartment and watch the game and cheer for her. So that was definitely um, special to get to do that.
0: It's going to be interesting, isn't it, with the Olympics coming up in a couple of months now?
2: hmm yeah, it's so exciting.
0: Talking about that, just for a moment, obviously we have had the announcement this week about the NWHL playing an upcoming series against the U.S. Women's National Team, and Rob Stell asks, what would be your starting lineup for the NWHL in that series?
2: Ooh, that's tough. I think. I mean, uh, people probably can't blame me, but I'm going to be pretty biased with the whale here. So I think I would have to go with Sid and that She's been amazing so far this season for us, and um, I love playing with um, Jordan um, Brechner on defense. So she would definitely be a pick with me, um, and I would love to be there myself. So I'm going to give myself a spot, and then I think on forward um, Babstock is um unreal still the best uh hands down um dangler i know and then i would have to go with um two of my old bu teammates and that'd be rebecca russo and maddie Iulia.
0: there you go Uh, do you think a number of canadians might quite like that opportunity to be a part of that nwhl team against the u.s women's national team
2: oh yeah i think absolutely there's a a few of us in the league that um have had national team experience so it's always great to play against them and it would definitely be a special opportunity to get to do it again.
0: Absolutely. So what keeps you busy outside of hockey?
2: Um well a lot of things keep me super busy but most of all would be um I'm a third grade um co teacher. So my third graders keep me very busy from seven till five every day and then I'm also a coach for um the Greenwich Skating Club with the U fourteen girls team and I'm actually up in Hanover this weekend um, with them for a tournament, so I sadly won't be with the Whale this weekend, so that keeps me busy as well. And um, lastly, just uh, keeping myself uh, in shape in the gym outside of playing with the girls every week.
0: You're looking forward to the break?
2: I'm so excited for the break. <laughs> I've officially been on holiday break for three hours now. um from school, so I'm very excited.
0: Shannon, I'd love to thank you for joining me today, and I'd like to wish you and the team a very happy holidays.
2: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking to you. But I have to say, if you come to the All-Star Weekend and I'm there, you have to bring me over a pack of Walker's crisps.
0: Great stuff from Shannon. And that just about wraps up today's episode. I'd like to thank Lexi and Shannon for joining me on Women's Hockey Digest. Every week, I'll be joined by players from the NWHL to discuss hockey and much more. For now, I've been your host, Stephen Edwards. You can find me on Twitter at TalkSportSteven. You can find the podcast at Digest. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app. All the details will be in the episode notes. But until next time, it's a good night for me.